You are listening to the e-commerce marketing school presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. We have our guest professor on email marketing, Lexi Flick. Lexi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I don't think I've ever been called a professor before. I'll take that. <laughs> well, it's the e-commerce marketing school, so you're our professor, right? Like you're our little, our guest educator today. So he's an uh, email professor, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, email professor. You can put that on your LinkedIn. My new title. Yeah. Uh, Lexi, you are an absolute pro at email and just like cranking out incredible uh, designs, concepts, strategies, all of the above uh, for your e-commerce clients. And I wanted to ask you on today to talk about the strategy behind email because, you know, we could talk about design all day long and I know um, there are some fun tips and tricks that you can give people on that side of things, but what's an email without a strategy, you know? Yeah, design is always like where people think first, but all of that's based on the underlying strategy. So that's definitely where to start first. Okay, so this I think is where, at least when I was doing a lot of consulting, it's where like my clients would get super tripped up was I don't know where to start, so I'm just going to not do anything. Uh, and they would just kind of like turn on the, you know, turn on the flows that like they're email platform or their e-commerce website said to do and uh, or copy what another brand was doing roughly and then just leave it alone. And three years later, they are calling and saying, I need help because I haven't looked at this in forever and I don't know what I'm doing and it's a mess. Uh, so I, I want to start with like when you get those calls. <laughs> from brand operators do you have you had that have you had that yeah discussion? many many times <laughs> yeah okay so if that is you if you're listening and you're like oh I also sent my emails live three years ago and haven't looked back uh you are not alone um and I think that's what's awesome actually about email and you and I have talked about this before is like we see the same things all the time so and everyone thinks like oh I'm so embarrassed I'd let that go or I don't know what I'm doing here or I don't, you know, it's like, it's okay. Everyone yeah. is dealing yeah. with the same thing and email is complex and it uh, takes a certain amount of time and attention that a lot of operators don't have. Yeah. So we all know that email is effective and it's part of our overall growth strategy. But when you're thinking about all of the emails you can send and maybe just like thinking through the we have like campaigns those kind of one-off sends and then we have flows the um, automated stuff that's happening in the background when you think about flows there's I mean I can list 10 flows that every brand should have right like that's an ideal scenario have these flows live uh, and I definitely talk about them all the time we can run through some of those, but when you think about like of those 10, how do you know which ones to do first and, and how do you prioritize and um, are there certain ones every brand, like bare minimum, have these 
and then build on it? Like, what's your strategy when you come into a brand who's like, help with my flows, please? Yeah, definitely. I get this a lot. And first of all, you're probably doing a lot better than you think you're doing because you've got flows set up and that's wonderful or you're sending campaigns regularly and that's great. But if you've not touched your flows in a while and you can't even remember like what's in your welcome flow, then it would definitely be good to kind of do a refresh and kind of rethink the strategy, maybe update it to like what products you now have or if you've changed your messaging. Um, so as far as like the core essential, like most important emails, I would start with the what I call first impression emails, which are the emails a new subscriber could get. So a new subscriber can join your list in a couple different ways. They could sign up on the pop-up or in the footer or order a product. And when they're checking out, sign up for your newsletter. Or they could swipe up on an Instagram story and join your list if you have that. So I would start there. It's the first email a customer's going to get. There's a couple different ones. And that kind of sets the tone for all of the emails, right? So if that one's good, I feel like the customer is going to have a better expectation with you and we're more likely to open up your other emails so definitely start with the very first impression emails do you think about sending different uh, is there different content for different types of first impressions so somebody who has made a purchase on their first impression gets different content than somebody who hasn't yet purchased or do you think like it really doesn't matter just get them a really great first impression (laughs) Yeah, you definitely want to match it to where they're coming from so that there's the messaging makes sense and it's it's like they they know what's it's happening. So, you know, if they yeah. abandon cart, their very first email from you could be an abandoned cart email. If they sign up sign up for your newsletter, the very first email they could get from you is like a welcome, here's your discount kind of email. Or if they just purchase, the very first email they could get from you is like, thank you so much. Like, you know, here's what you mean to us, that kind of email or like an order confirmation. So, yeah, all of these are going to be different. But I'd say like across all the different entry points an email could come in. There's, I mean, at most you could update like 10 or 15 of those emails, maybe the first two impression emails, the first couple abandoned carts, the first post-purchase thank you. I would put a ton of focus in optimizing and perfecting and making sure those ones are really good before building out or redoing the rest of the flows. Okay. So when we think about flows, typically that's like a couple of emails, um, minimum two makes a flow, right? Uh, And is there... A, a thought process behind like, okay, well, let's let's look at the first one and across all these different flows. Or do you take the strategy of one flow at a time? Um, like, how do you approach that when you're thinking about, I have a lot to redo? Or um, even if you're building from the ground up, if you're saying like, hey, I don't really have any flows other than my like post-purchase. I don't really have anything else. When people join my email list, they just go on, they just get our regular campaigns. I've never really thought about having like a welcome flow. Um, what are those kind of foundational pieces in your mind? Boy, I really, I go back and forth on this, whether you should like start and make the whole welcome flow and then the whole abandoned card and then the whole six email sequence post-purchase, or if you should just start with like the first two of each. Uh, I've done both. I think it depends yeah. on like your time and urgency. If you need like the quickest ready to go just to set up and the quickest return on investment 
I would start with the first two emails of each core sequence. If you, but it's, if you're creating it and you want to sit down and really think through like the entire post-purchase sequence, it's easier to get in that headspace and build all the emails at once while you're thinking about that customer journey and build them like in order. It's easier to create that way. But if you need just a quick start, I would do the first, you know, first impression emails. That's like 10 emails across a couple different flows. Right. So both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do both, actually. Everything. Um, well, and I mean, I think that that's what's so challenging for a lot of people is it feels like I have to do everything. Uh, is In your experience, is there one flow that consistently has the best return on investment? So it's going to make the most money time after time again? I mean... What you'll see is the highest revenue coming from your very first welcome email because they're usually getting an offer from you from the pop-ups or your very mm -hmm. first abandoned cart email. But those ones are kind of expected. I think if you've just acquired a customer, you've gone through the cost of acquiring a customer, I would put the highest priority on a post-purchase sequence because you want to keep them staying around, like looking at your emails, getting in the habit of opening your emails, trusting that the content's going to be relevant to them. So they come back for a second purchase. So I think for the yeah. long-term strategy, that post-purchase sequence, to me, that's the most important one to set up. Yeah. Okay. So we know post purchase is really important. We uh, we know there's like some certain priorities in terms of those first one or two emails of every flow. Uh, what about actually going to build those emails? What do you what do you think about when you're thinking? What do I put in these emails? How do I know what kind of content? Um, you said like get them engaging. How do you do that? Yeah. So. <laughs> I think if you can make something a checklist or a spreadsheet, I'm all for that. So I've been trying to work on an internal like spreadsheet or checklist for me to have that goes through like, okay, these are the questions I need to ask myself before building an email or setting it live to make sure it's like the best that it could possibly be. Yeah. Um, as far as flows, before you go in and dig into all of your flows and remind yourself what you have or see even like what are all the different templated default flows you could set up, I would sit down and talk with your CX team and look at what are all the most common pre-purchase pain points and concerns and questions, and what are the most common post-purchase concerns, questions, and issues, you know, like go through your reviews, talk to whoever answers all your DMs, send your emails, uh, and look at those and use those questions to inform the content that needs to go in those pre-purchase, you know, welcome, browse, span a card emails versus your post-purchase thank you, win back, cross sell. So use that as a guide as far as content. When it comes down to the individual email itself, I think I break it into a couple different categories. So looking at the strategy, looking at the copy, which I write first, and then looking at the design. As far as strategy, first thing I'm looking at is, okay, who is this going to? <laughs> that will inform everything else. So is this someone who just bought? Yeah. Is this your entire engaged list? Is this someone who bought a very specific product? Um, so know who's your audience. And then what is your goal for the email? And what's the customer, what's in it for them? 
So I always want to ask when I'm outlining an email, what's in it for okay. me? I try and answer that question immediately as from the perspective of the email so, person. So write those questions down, like literally put them on a piece of paper. Who is the audience? What is my goal? What is their goal? And then was there one other question? Uh, there's, I would also add like, who am I excluding from that? So like okay. in the audience, like okay. who's it going to versus if there's any exclusions I need that's more relevant on campaigns. Who should it definitely not go that's to? for filters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Got uh, it. Then your goal for okay, me so have like, like have that sell little outline. Product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a little strategy outline of who's this going to, what's in it for them, and uh, what's what am I trying to get out of it? Cool. And then uh, you said you write copy first before you think about design. I think a lot of people think the other direction. So talk to us about that. Why do you go that route? Yeah. When I outline an email, I usually have like an inspo concept. So I like link to an email that I've saved somewhere or have found mm-hmm. inspiration from. So I have in my head already like a structure concept, but I do write the copy first and the things that I have on my checklist for the coffee is, is it very obvious who this email is from? Most of the time people do a good job at this. So every now and then I'll like audit a brand. I'm like, these all look very different or your logo kind of gets lost. And it's, especially if you're not someone that opens every email from the brand, it can be hard to remember who is this? Like, how did I sign up for this? So number one, it's easy to get this, but it needs to be clear who the email is from. Then Again, the copy needs to answer, like, what's in it for me? What value do I get out of this email? Then the copy also needs to answer, what do I do as the email recipient? Like, I need to clearly understand, I read this email, I look at it, what action do I take? And then the last thing I look for in copy is making sure it's scannable, like it's easy to skim and quickly understand the message from. So that means, like, breaking up the copy into different chunks, making sure the headlines, like if I were to only read the headlines of the email and the button, I could still understand what I'm supposed to do and what's in it for me. Mm, That's a great tip is like subject line, headline. Do I get what the gist is without reading every word in the email? Um, Does every email need a direct call to action? I think most of the time, sometimes they'll have an email that's just tips on how to, you know, use this product. Often that will link to a tutorial video or a blog where that goes more in depth or the customer service, how to contact our team if you need help. So yeah, I always add a call to action, but every now and then an email is like 90% just the info that they need and does it really link somewhere, but there's always at least something where they can go get more if they need it. Right. Linking to customer success is like an easy win across the board because if like let's say it's an FAQ email, maybe you gave them all 10 FAQs and they have an 11th question and so then they ha- know how to reach out to them. And I think there's always a good tie-in to like, hey, we're here for you. So that's always a good kind of fallback CTA. Okay, cool. So content comes out of customer tickets, reviews, maybe even talking to your customers, uh, DMs, all those things, comments on social, all that turns into content ideas. You have the outline of how each email is going to go, um, you know, what what goes into it, what the intention of the email is, what we want the customer to do, what they get out of it. 
Uh, and then you have the flow of the copy and then the design complements that. Um, you mentioned having inspiration and would yeah. love to give our listeners some resources for where you go to get inspiration. As an email pro, where do you get inspired? Why well, you should see my inbox. <laughs> I spend like 20 minutes You just sign up to every like morning. every list ever. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I sign up to so many emails. So I got to stay on top of things. So at least for me... I am signed up to a million different brands in lots of different industries. And I love pulling inspiration from completely opposite industries and seeing like, how are they approaching things? And I favorite yeah. my emails that I love and I know I'm going to use later, I add them to a folder. I'm also always checking on reallygoodemails.com or mild.com to see what other brands are sending and what's standing out. And I love the showcase emails because those ones show like with the KPIs, like which ones really stood out, not just because they're pretty, but because they actually, you know, resulted in something really cool. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from there as well. So if you're envisioning my Google Doc of an email outline, <laughs> at the top for each email, it's like, who's this going to? What's the main call to action? What's in it for them? And then my a link to the inspo email for at least like the rough idea or structure or cool concept we want to mm -hmm. follow. And then the copy outline, and then I go in and design it. Nice. And that's also like if you are working with a design team or creative team, I mean, you have an agency that does all your design work. Uh, that's a great way to have like a, a brief that you're handing off to someone to go design your email and bring it back to you. And then you can either, you know, you implement it directly into your email provider or you work with somebody who does that for you. But uh, having those those documents outlined is a really nice way to, even if you're going to do it yourself, you have it organized or you can hand it off to somebody as you scale up and bring in additional help. I think that's really, really handy to have. Um, any last tips on kind of thinking through emails? Yeah, outlining it a little bit first definitely helps me stay focused on the, the strategy and making sure the core concept is there. Otherwise, it's easy to get distracted with design concepts and make something like really cool looking yeah. that maybe doesn't fulfill the original goal. As far as design, my checklist there is number one, the thing that I see most common mistake is lacking design hierarchy. So if you look at the email, it's just like all the information comes at you at the same time. And that's a quick fix. Like you don't need to be a graphic designer. You can like look up design hierarchy concepts and follow them, which is just making sure your fonts are at different sizes, your headings are much different than your body copy. There's plenty of space between each section so your eyes can consume it. It's not just like easy coming at you. Um, yeah. Having the clear call to action, like really obvious to read. Like even if you don't read everything or get through the whole email at that part, it's like clear and up the top and like you can't miss it basically. Then making sure it's mobile and desktop friendly, so checking it on both screens. And lastly, like adding alt text and links to everything. So that's yes. your design checklist. Yes, must have alt text. Uh, if you if we get emails from you and you don't have alt text, we're going to come find you. <laughs> I have been known well, no. to, if I, know, <laughs> if I know a brand operator, I will message them and say like, hey, need some alt text here. Um, it's just, it's a good practice and whether, um, somebody is using a screen reader or not, like I don't have images automatically displayed on my phone. Um, oftentimes it's the images are turned off. And so if I open an email and it's just a 
box and an unsubscribe, like that's the thing is if you don't have alt text in your images, you the only thing that your subscribers see is the footer, which says unsubscribe. That's the only CTA they get if you don't have anything else. So uh, definitely alt text. I'm going to talk about alt text on every episode of the show until I see it in every email. Um, Lexi, thank you so much for sharing all the like behind the scenes of how you do things. If people want to learn more from you, follow you, see examples of what you work on, uh, potentially work with you. I know your client roster is pretty full, but if they want to reach out to you, where should they find you? I'm probably easiest to find on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram. I'm just at Lexi Flick everywhere. Um, and I'm a cool. marketer freelancer, so I work directly with brands either on retainer managing all of their emails for them or on a project based just setting up their flows if they are going through a revamp or a redesign. Very useful, like a much needed service that I think so many brands can leverage and uh, whether it's for ongoing work or just like get you set up, get that foundation built and then um, go and operate and as you grow, then bring somebody in and um, or bring Lexi back and work on a more retainer basis. So thank you so much, Lexi. I really appreciate you sharing everything with us today. Thank you. This is fun. All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to e-commerce marketing school and huge favor. If you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review with privy. Anyone can be a marketer, simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to triple whale e-commerce marketing school is now part of the triple whale podcast network. Triple whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.